Well, not okay. for the goat. Like yep. you'll have to pretend that that's. Yes, I'll, I'll pretend. <laughs> right. Well, hey, it's hey. uh, it, it, happy New Year! It's episode one hundred and eighty of the Metafilter Monthly Podcast. I am Josh Cortex Millard, and I'm Jessamine. And here we are. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you. We uh, we we were talking on pre-roll, and it turns out that we disagreed about whether or not I had been recording it, so I hadn't. So. Uh, anything important we had to say, we'll just say again and be real natural about it, and then you'll never know. I, I don't really think that's like a disagreement per se. It's well, just that you withheld certain information from me. Well, I mean, it does show on the on the app we're both using whether or not it's recording. And Isn't I, I don't that think a I, website? Well, yeah, whatever. It's uh, not Web three, baby. It's on the blockchain now. We're gonna um, just fight all day. <laughs> I haven't had a good fight in 2022 yet. I've had like a stupid fight, one small stupid fight. So uh, maybe we that's, need a, a that'll be the vibe fight. for the year 2022. Hey, fuck you! No, fuck just like, you! Hey, <laughs> I'm podcasting over here. Ugh, geez, I already hate that. Um. <laughs> Take it out and post. <laughs> you know that's not going to happen. I do know that's not going to happen. Ah. Uh, Yes, it is. It is the new year and we are here and it is episode 180, which in retrospect, we should have come up with a, some giant swerve for. So it'd be a real 180. But we're oh, not, we're just, that's this as far as it's getting. Jessamine and Josh. Oh, shit. Oh, I just got mail and that alerted my cat who uh, I so I've been I, I was playing euphonium. Uh, this sounds like a setup to like a comedy bit. But How I are you was, liking I, I, the euphonium, speaking of? I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's nice. Because um, I, I think we mi- talked about the euphonium last month, right? I think we did a little bit. Um, and I've continued. I, I'm, I decided I'm going to rent it for another month and, and keep going on it. But I'm also borrowing a uh, flugelhorn uh, from Greg Ace. Uh, oh, so great. I'm try and figure that out, too, and sort of go back and forth and, and get a Thanks, feel. Thanks, Greg for, Ace, like, one of I, our 11 listeners. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice, but like, uh, Bodie McBoatface, uh, does not particularly like the horn playing. Like she doesn't seem like, you know, terrified by it. She never seems terrified by anything though, but she Rude. backs off to the stairs, to the upstairs when I start playing like either horn, um, and just sort of watches from there. Other cat does not give a shit. She just stays asleep on the couch. Um, but Bodie is like you know, recedes when, when the horn playing is happening. Right, like it's some kind of vacuum cleaner or something. Yeah, yeah, and comes back down uh, afterward. But at this point, sometimes when I just get up from my chair to leave my office and do anything, she's like, oh, shit, he's going to do that Are you going for the flugelhorn? He's going for the flugelhorn! Yeah, so it's it's weird. I feel like I've done some bad conditioning to her, but... uh, But, I mean, she doesn't seem distressed. It's just like she's like, okay, well, I know where this is going. She's Um, a cat. Yeah. Anyway, so that's been that going on. And also, you know, my neighbors get to hear that, but uh, tough. I mean, you um, live in a house. If you live in a house and I play during the horn, daytime. That's not, yeah. Yeah. people live in houses specifically so they can play the flugelhorn. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the main reason uh, personal housing uh, came into be was like demand from flugelhorn players. And possibly um, the tuba. Yes. Also Drummers. Tuba. Um, yes. C L X X X. C C L X X X. One eighty. Oh, okay. I was trying to do it like the year. I was like, wait, no, it's like there's an M in there somewhere, right? 
Um, yeah, no, the the year is like what? It's like M-X-X-I-I. It's so good. It's really good. What do you mean it's not bad? It's not bad. Well, it doesn't like, you know, spell a word or anything. Like uh, 2009 was Mix, right? That was maybe the best. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I guess 2010 was MX, so it was like the like non-binary pronoun. Uh, what's the uh, what's 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 the word I'm looking for? The uh, honorific. Right? Yes. There. Uh, is it? Yes, something? it is. You know, it's, it is a. You know, some people have used MX, uh, and 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 I've I've heard I use differing MX on trivia of, to confuse people. Nice, um, confusing people. So, how how did is it? Has it been another season over now? With uh, it has been another season over now. Language <laughs> learned league. Yeah, uh, I stayed in D. Jim got promoted out of D, which means we had one season together, uh, and now he is better than me again. Uh-huh. Um, it went great. I just, uh, I do this thing on Learned League where I, uh, I am a tester for other people's one oh, day right. yeah. specials and somebody did a, a one day special on paleontology and I was like, oh, this is great. I liked dinosaurs when I was a kid and without giving anything away, uh, it was very hard <laughs> and I was like, wow, either I'm worse at paleontology than I thought I was or this person who wrote this has no understanding of what an average person knows about paleontology, yeah. you know, and maybe it is like only for specialists, like that's definitely a way you can go with that. Um, but like, not only was it hard, like the first question was exceptionally hard. And I was like, why don't you move one of these slightly easier questions to the first question? Like I just had a lot of advice while at the same time, just trying not to drown in despair of how little I knew as, you know, somebody who used to be a kid who liked dinosaurs. But yes, there's a new season starting at some point and I'm, you know, hanging out in the D league, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try and get back into it, or maybe I won't. You know, it turns out like I'm okay either way. I mean, you can do advanced access, which does make it easier for people who have trouble with time management. Sure. Like, it's a it's a possibility. It's more like, do I want to have that on the pile of things I'm sorting through? Like, I'm, I'm having a real sort of like getting my shit together sort of like start of the new year vibe, which is Great. like, you know, maybe traditional and cliche, but also, uh, yeah, it's I mean, a good it, idea. It's as good a time as any arbitrary date when maybe it's a little colder and so you're not doing as many things and the pandemic yeah. makes you do even fewer things. Sure. Yeah. So we'll see. Building up building up uh, some restored habits and, and, and whatnot and going from there. Uh, and maybe language league will find its way in. We'll see. Language, language league. Goddamn, what in God's so, name, Josh? <laughs> there's a site called Language Log that I, I like have just you know, read for years and years. Well, no, it's 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 a linguistics group. I log. know what it is. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, uh, language log has been in my brain for like 20 years. And, and language log like, is not done by Language Hat, our friend, right? No, he has his own blog, Language Hat, but he does. Uh, he has like you know stuff posted on language log sometimes and commented over there. Boy, that's uh, not confusing. Yeah, well, but the the thing is, so LL like you know oh no oh, the the LL site yeah language log oh no, I see what you're saying you know it's like it there's a crossover in my brain that just has happened ever since I found out about Learned League. Um. So yeah, that's all. That's 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 my fascinating story of fucking up those uh, names. 
That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Should we yeah. talk about uh Well, the, I'm just saying I site? also caught up, like, I have a whole bunch of, like, things I keep track of every year, and then I do my little wrap-ups at the end of the year, and often those wrap-ups take weeks because I'm doing shit, and this yeah. year I am not doing <laughs> shit, so I am done with all my wrap-ups, and I'm pretty happy about it. I even finished my first book for 2022. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, this will all go tits up at some point, but right now it's uh, feeling like it's uh, firing on most of the cylinders I have, which is not many, but that's all right. Yeah, let's both just keep puttering along with our dodgy two-stroke engines. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a job in December. I'm going to make another job, but yeah, go on. Well, Tell me about December job. It's 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 uh, a portfolio site. Uh, Shade and Tents needs a uh, portfolio site for, site for their writing, editing, and translation business. And uh, you know, oh, that's this, neat. In fact, this is just from like a few days ago, December December thirtieth. So uh, so yeah, if uh, if that is something that you can help with, it is a location anywhere thing. Uh, check it out and help them out. Neat. And I wanted to say thank you to both Greg Lind and I believe Christy, I should double check, uh, for offering to help with my um, little job that I put up. Uh, Greg actually gave me, um, I mean, they both had things that worked. Uh, Greg gave me the one that I actually wound up going with, which was uh, just a clickable thing. I need to turn this URL into that URL. And uh, he did it. He refused payment. I made a donation to the food bank, and I was real happy about it. So I think nice. I'm going to set up a new job for someone to help me make a couple tweaks to my book list, which is written in PHP. And I thought I could do some find and replace PHP to fix it to do what I want, and I can't. So, you know, All right. up and coming. Yeah. Uh, 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 whatever. What's the word? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing of jobs to yes. come. Uh what are some other good, like like foretelling? Uh, yeah, Chronicle uh, of Death Foretold. Oh, por- a portent, an ominous uh, yeah, portent. Port- yes. Um, or a portentous omen. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I, I had some caffeine earlier, and it's it sort of got me in a... <laughs> in a state? <laughs> associative place, I guess. In a like, state? I don't feel it's like also I'm bouncing earlier up the walls, but I'm in a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It it's is. 2 p.m. here, which means it's before noon there. Yes, I, I haven't had lunch, and uh, Josh, and, and a, well, I mean, I wouldn't have had lunch yet. It's it's only eleven. But are o'clock. you somebody who eats breakfast? Yeah. Okay, so we've both had yeah. one meal. Yes, like like, like uh, as usual, I think we are on approximately the same yes. real time schedule, despite a three hour difference. Yeah, I woke uh, up around eleven. Did you wake up around eight? Yeah, I, I beat you, I beat you out of bed. I was I was up about uh, seven thirty, uh, my time. So, but like same same territory. So yeah, great. Um, <laughs> projects. There was a bunch of projects in December. Yes. Um, I very much enjoyed this uh, ridiculous uh, project by Shepard, which was basically a YouTube video of Naughty screaming, It's Christmas for a solid hour. Uh, <laughs> Shepard says this doesn't even really qualify as... <laughs> It's pretty adorable. I just listened to it for, you know, three seconds to make sure I knew what it was. Um, But yes, adorable. I'm going to click the little like thing on it. Oh, fucking YouTube needs me to sign in. No, I'm already signed in. What? Stop. 
Yes, but it's it's adorable and deeply irritating. So nice, <laughs> nice work, Shepard. Perfectly done. Yes. Um, there was a nice uh, post from uh, Brain Wayne uh, just right at the start of December to the uh, Volunteer Responsibility Amnesty Day uh, site you put together, which is basically, hey, you know what? If you're taking on a lot of stuff, that's great, but also maybe you took on too much stuff. Maybe you're fucking burnt out and, and worn out and exhausted. So, like, you know, here is a day that you can just give yourself permission to say, you know what? Nope. I need to, I need to take a day and I need to like, you know, maybe reconsider my load and whatnot. And, you know, this is a page that you can send people to in the context of talking about that if you need to. And it's just a, it's a, it's a smart little sort of like, Hey, you know, think about, think about your shit. Think about, uh, not, uh, knocking yourself over by, you know, trying to do too much. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, this speaks to me, not only is this a very attractive website, but it speaks to me just in what it's sort of trying to be. I mean, the, you know, Brainwain recommends doing this on Solstice, which has passed, but uh, I think for a lot of us, you know, you want to help and do the volunteer stuff that helps keep the stuff going. I mean, in a rural area, this is absolutely crucial for keeping towns going uh, at the same time. In some cases, it's, you know, in, in all cases, volunteer work doesn't pay. But in some cases, it's not, like, remunerative in other ways. You know, you're not getting whatever it is you want from it. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it can be really good to, like, take a step back and maybe not do all the things all the time. It's definitely uh, something that speaks to me an awful lot. Yeah take a moment between now and then to list out what you're responsible for so you can announce you're setting something down. Uh, last year, I stopped uh, being on the board of the uh, Vermont Humanities Council and uh, after my three-year term was up, and uh, it was a great decision. Wait, actually, was it last year? It may have been the year before. Maybe I didn't set anything down last year. Josh. Mm, well, you, you can you can set two things down in in January if you want to make up for it. That's a good idea. I've been going back and forth about staying on the board of the 251 Club. Like, I like the work that I do with them, but I don't feel like my voice is necessary. And as somebody who's very tech forward, working for a group that is very tech backward, like, you can sort of view that two ways, right? Like, you can view it as like, I'm the one helping them join this century. And you can also be like, they don't want to join this century, and I'm yeah. just bashing my head against the wall. Yeah. And uh, it, I thought it was the former, and it may actually be the latter. Um, so yeah, thinking, thinking on it, and also thinking about volunteer work that I enjoy, like helping sign people up for print disabled access at the Internet Archive, and um, working for my town's conservation commission. Both of those things I like very much. Nice. Yeah. I uh I enjoy this uh shit posty uh digital currency uh that Madi put together called uh, Emma Goldcoin. Um, Is that which... what that was? <laughs> like I just read the title and like I I have like a, a a brain blinder so that when I read the word cryptocurrency everything just fuzzes out for a second yeah. and I come to like 3 seconds later like what was that and I'm on the next sentence you know what I mean? Like I got no time for it yeah. anymore. So yeah. well, tell it's, me it's, about this. 
I mean, it's 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 a well written joke about uh, a cryptocurrency that like does nothing and has no implementation. Um, but it doesn't fuck up the environment. Yes, no, it doesn't, and it's 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 a very simple implementation, and it's distributed on a one-one basis with uh, existing human beings. And yeah, I don't know. It's you. you <laughs> it's one of those things where like you specifically will enjoy it if you want an elaborate goof on cryptocurrency and that's all. And if you don't, you'll probably, what the fuck is this? But, uh, but as someone who has sufficient negative opinions about the specifics of cryptocurrencies, I, I, I enjoy it very much. Boy, do I have negative opinions about cryptocurrencies. <laughs> I used to have more positive opinions about cryptocurrencies. And uh, lately, I do not. It's uh yeah it's no one involved in crypto has been doing uh any good work on <laughs> making people feel better about crypto is at best they can be like this NFT thing is bullshit but the blockchain does have some usefulness like that's the best message coming out of the crypto blockchain NFT world right now yeah. like ignore those shitheads and if you have yep. to like start your message with ignore those shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> it's a real uh it's a real messaging uh problem well i really um, enjoyed uh malevolence triple tottenhams which is basically animals that have zoological names that are like three words in a row that are all the same mm. and made a top trumps pokemon deck i don't know what top trumps is do you know what top trumps is <sighs> i want to say it's like a british game show but maybe it's just a card game yeah might might I'll... might so like boobo 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 is like uh, a European eagle owl. And, lagopus, um, lagopus, lagopus. Yeah, right? These are so fun. And so the website is cool. And also there's like a PDF you can, uh, you can uh, send, send out. And, you know, I do need to uh, point out that this is the same mind that brought us Volflix, which I believe <laughs> I have also mentioned. Yeah, think, yeah, we talked about that on a previous episode i'm pretty sure yes um there's a skunk called mephitis 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 that seems on point yeah yes they called natrix 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 see right it's uh, these it's, are all it's, like it's, great discoveries it's just excellent yes and it looks good the drawings are cool the website is nifty and uh yeah yeah um, let's see. I don't think I have any off others off the top of my head, but there are several more points. It was a nice, it was a nice busy, uh, December of projects posts. Um, so go, go to the subsite and look at all of them. And as always, if you have something you are working on or making or have made, uh, you can go put it there and share it with my fights too. Right. No matter what it is. Uh, there was definitely a couple people in the open thread, more on that later, who were like, oh, yeah, this thing I'm working on maybe should be a project. And I just want to tell people, yeah, sure. Yeah. That'd be great. And I did want to mention, if you're a fan of C. Strauss's Laundry Files, uh, there's a little uh, – uh, C. Strauss has uh, published <clears throat> a seasonal Laundry Files tale. It's from oh, 2009. Yeah. But uh, – if you haven't read it, you might like to read it. He actually very kindly checked in to see if it was permissible to put it on the front page. And I said, well, no, self-linking, but totally put it on projects. So uh, 
good citizens, Seastras. Yeah, and a little surprised somebody else didn't put it on the front page just because it was so seasonally appropriate, but I didn't notice yeah. off the top of my head what know. day uh, he posted yeah. that. It's it it's 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 a it's a hard to say if it'll happen thing. But that's another thing about projects. It's like, yeah, if you like something, oh that'd be a good post, then like go make a post out of it. It's cool. It works that way. Um it's an easy Right. Way for to make people who have FPP timidity, uh maybe you just want to pluck something out of projects and have something that's a little bit more of a sure thing, maybe. Yeah, go signal boost that. Um well let's talk about Metafilter. Let's talk about uh Let's talk about the free thread. Let's 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 talk let's about the free there, thread, Josh. What a weird. There's thing. a free thread. Tell me about this. There is. It's it's a post on the front page of Metfilter uh, that doesn't even have a link. Like there's no link. There's no topic. It's just there. Some jerk named Cortex posted it. But Who? Uh, uh, it's a coat. Yeah, Crot. I don't know. I don't know how he pronounces it. Um, <laughs> oh, the stupid jokes always always come back around. Sure. Um, we were talking. You know, we've been talking a lot, like as a, a team and as like you know, on meta talking conversation about like engagement and and the visibility of stuff on the site. And one of the things that sort of came back around at our team meeting yesterday was like, hey, you know, we we've talked about chatty stuff, and like, what if we just go ahead and do like an open thread on the blue, uh, just to do it? And we decided, uh, yeah, and you know, that's a good idea. Let's just fucking try it and see what happens. Because there's this. I was sort of tweeting about this a little bit earlier, too. When I, I only found this because you tweeted about it because I'm not – I don't typically dip into the front page unless it's like yeah. podcast time or you mention it to me. But I live in yeah. Ask Metafilter and Metatalk. Yeah. And this is – yeah, that's that's a whole other thing of like site visibility stuff that we're still thinking about. But, yeah. uh, but you know, we've been doing like the, – the Metatalk tail stuff has been like weekly chattery threads in Metatalk. And we've been encouraging Enjoy them. Just, generally people being okay saying oh hey here's a thing on metatalk too and we've been trying to allow a little bit more chattiness in the questions on ask metafilter if it's not someone being a dingus about it and and that's been nice too and like this is another sort of like in that spirit like it's nice for people to be able to just sort of like talk you know and the structure built into so much of how metafilter works works very well for the things it supports but it doesn't really provide as many natural opportunities for that random chatter as you know you might otherwise expect from a you know explicitly social online community um so let's just try making that space and that's the whole idea like it's 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 so not revolutionary but like it's weird for metafilter right um and yeah so so far, people are having a good time just saying howdy and talking about stuff. Uh, Wabuffet's uh, been posting uh, posts they never got around to posting, and those have been fun. Are, Those have been really yeah. fun to look at. Yeah, and yeah, it's nice. I just like it. it it's nice because like there's intentionally zero stakes to it. Like it's just like yeah, come hang out, um, and we'll see what happens with that. Right, and come probably, hang out. Please don't wreck it. That yeah. those are the rules. Yeah. And we'll, you know, ideally, I'd like this just to be a thing that we kind of have going all the time. Um, so we'll see how to figure that out. You know, things like making it more visible on other parts of the site so that, like, you don't have to specifically have a Metafilter habit, like front page of the blue, uh, to be aware of it, you know, would be good, too. And, and you know, so we'll think about mechanics for that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fun so far. It's nice to try a thing. So uh, so there's that. That's, that's the post I made. Um, but other people also made posts over the last month. Uh, yeah, I am excited that Metafilter has explained to me what those funny little boxes were I was seeing on Twitter. Oh, the Wordle stuff? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 I was I was just like I don't I can't I what like and uh yeah, I guess this was what? A couple weeks ago. Daily word guessing game. Looks yeah. nice. People like to tweet about what they get and it's essentially like mastermind for words. Yeah, like yeah, it's oh, it, yeah, basically hey, it's- penguin or penguin. Pen- how do you pronounce penguin? How do you pronounce that? P-W-N-G-U-I-N. Uh, I, I, in my head, I'm always like, oh, penguin. I'm just going to say <laughs> Justin, which is his name. Um, but yeah, Mastermind for Words. And I, I believe I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but like we used to have Word Mastermind, and it wasn't we, fun just because it was we, too complicated and it, it, it just... Bleh. We um, as in whom? What? We isn't like oh we world? like my sister and I like when we were kids oh, okay. As okay. A, when I was a kid we had Word Mastermind along with regular Mastermind and regular Mastermind I maintain is still pretty fun because you can play it with different kinds of people and whatever uh, Word Mastermind not the same kind of fun the Wordle may be fun people are sharing all their and here's a question there's pictures in this thread um which where what the link I gave you of the Wordle thread? Oh, um, sorry, I was. <laughs> they're not pictures; they're emojis. Oh, and that's 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 part of why that's been a thing on uh, on Twitter with it is because like it lets you generate, you know, it generates a little sort of like what day it was, how you did, and the graph of how your gameplay went. Um, have you been playing Wordle? No, at all? I, I oh, found okay. out about it. I found out what the thing was a couple days ago, maybe. Oh, and today okay. was when I saw people on Twitter being like, Ugh, how do I block this hashtag? Which is Anil being pretend like he likes well, and, to. And honestly, like it's one of the easiest things in the world because like it all automatically generates the word Wordle. So right. just mute Wordle. You're all set. Um, I think he thought that wasn't fun enough and it didn't uh, allow him to bitch and complain. Enough. It's interesting how much has taken off and how, because of the easy accessibility of just like posting the graph, like it's hit that saturation point where you can already Right, it's got a very easy social chair. Yeah. Well, trying and, to read uh, the New York Times article about it and can't. Fuck you very much, <laughs> New York Times. No, the, the the Unicode graph things, it's like it's a five-letter word that you're trying to guess. And like green means you've got that letter in, the right, in the right position. And yellow means you've got the right letter, but it's in the wrong position. And so that's – it's just like the evolution of people's guessing as they go. And so theoretically, sharp people – I mean, is there a time – I'm sorry. I could like learn anything about this, but I'm just going to ask you instead. <laughs> like, sure. you know, as if it were like a dumb joke I don't understand. So is there a time limit? I notice none of these graphs go more than about six. Yeah. Oh. No, you, you get a total of six guesses. There's oh, no okay. time limit, but it's just like a number of guesses limit. So anything that's less than six is someone being uh, – But there's no time someone. limit, so you can just think and think and think and think. Right, right. Um, and, and it's just like one per day comes along. I'm going to um, see if more people mentioned Mastermind in this thread. Ah, fucking well, that's a good can question. I use the fucking... Mastermind. Uh, Brooke Horse mentioned it. Going uh, on it Polymodus. Polymodus Polymodus. Yeah, I just kind of wonder if, like, Mastermind for books or, or for words is a thing that everybody didn't have. Yeah, I mean, I'd never heard of it. Like, not that Mastermind was, like, real big on my radar, but I, w- I was aware of it. Oh, God. Mastermind was one of my favorites. Because, like, 
My sister and I didn't have a lot of games we could play together because she didn't like knowledge games like Scrabble or Trivial Pursuit. Like She liked ones where we both had about the same toolkit to go after it. And yeah. uh, so Mastermind was a, was a good one. Interesting. Okay. Good. Good. Oh, which um, reminds me, I got to put a pin in uh, Chicken Fanfare for the latest series of Letterkenny. There was a uh, <laughs> what a, a dumb little post um, from which I say with all of um, from Potter Eletheus. I, I never feel like I'm going to get the. I, I I don't know Latin, man. Um, anyway, uh, PA made a post about the Wow Wow and Wilson quiz. Just the, the what? Hear, hear Owen Wilson say Wow, <laughs> uh, and guess which movie uh, of a multiple choice? You know that wow is from and that's the whole thing it's like it's not good but also i love it and i i, I am very glad that uh potter posted it <laughs> like the premise is good enough that like i don't care about the rest like it's impossible to fucking tell like it's just like snipped out of like you know you're trying to maybe sort of guess off ambient dialogue but also it turns out like most of the movies owen wilson's been in i haven't seen so i just have to like guess what the tone of the movie is and you know, which, which wow it might've been. And yeah, anyway, I liked that. Just a dumb little thing. And I liked it. I was just hearing about Owen Wilson. Oh, on the Kevin Hart podcast. Uh, he interviewed the guy from Eastbound and Down, whatever that guy's name is, Danny McBride, I guess. And I think both of them were in a, like a movie a million years ago together with Owen Wilson that they like talked about and were describing. And I was like, I've never heard of that movie. Like I thought I'd seen most of Owen Wilson's movies, but perhaps not. So yes, I will have to try this. It looks good and stupid. Let's see what else. Did we link to the open thread? Did you link Uh, to the open thread? Oh no, I should, I should do that. You probably should. Uh, (laughs) While you're doing that, I am going to link to cash for leads post about these um, uh, Sorab Habibon Habibion um, made a whole bunch of uh, videos of hardcore shows in DC, late 80s hardcore shows. And Roswell Films and the DC Public Library um, helped him digitize them and upload them to YouTube. So if you are a person of a certain age, who paid attention to punk music in the 80s and or lived in the D.C. area but didn't, um, there's some really cool antique videos of hardcore shows in the 80s. And, uh, you know, fun short thread uh, with with people talking about, um, you know, D.C. punk stuff. Very short. Nice. Very cool. Hey, Tip Mouse. It's been a banner bird day for reasons I can't figure out. Uh just lots of birds at the feeders. The, and uh, The I birds are just that. feeling it. What? The birds are just feeling it. I don't know. It's fucking cold out. And I wouldn't be out uh, if I didn't need to get exercise so I could sleep. So I don't know what their deal is, but I don't know. Eat to stay alive. They, so. they don't, they, yeah, they don't have DoorDash, so. <sighs> Josh, I don't have DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> Dog fooding. Dog fooding. DoorDash has taught more people the the meaning of the word dog fooding in the last month than anything else. As in eating your own dog food? Well, as in a thing that you do at your job so that yeah. uh, 
Yeah, eating your own dog food. DoorDash uh, wants to make some of their engineers. Uh, oh yeah, I don't I know. I saw if, this. In fact, if that's a post, I should probably check yeah. and see if there's a post yeah, about a filter. If not, you should make one because I'm not hey. fucking making a post about DoorDash <laughs> just so people okay. can be like grump, 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 grump. Although now um, it looks like my internet is. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, no, nobody has made that post. All right. Uh, maybe, maybe I will. Um, yeah, maybe be- you will. Because I've seen a lot of surprise, surprise misinformation on social media um, about <laughs> this DoorDash uh, thing where, like, theoretically the engineers are supposed to go on, like, one dash a month or something like that. But my yeah. understanding was they're just going to – DoorDash does some, like, Meals on Wheels, like, charitable work, you know, that they send their dashers out at their expense to – do meals on wheel stuff and i think that's what they wanted the engineers to do not like go to places where they get paid and deal with tips ah. and stuff like that but at least some of the engineers were pushing back and then other people were like no dog fooding's really important like you know how like when matt realized he wasn't actually very good at moderating yeah yeah but it was good for him to try so he understood what some of the challenges were from people who had to do it for a complete shift all day. Yeah, exactly. I guess we, we I guess we could unpack the whole dog food concept for anybody who has no idea what we're oh, talking yeah, about. Oh yeah, god, this. I'm Just so like, sorry. It's it's <laughs> um the, the the concept of eating your own dog food metaphorically um it, it seems to happen especially with tech stuff where it, I think it's especially an issue but like it could be any business, any sort of service thing is like use the product that you make. So, so if you're, you're Microsoft, of, you use Outlook email stuff and yeah. you use Teams. Yeah, and and you, know, you use Windows. If you're uh, if you're DoorDash, like you actually you know use the DoorDash process at least. Um, you know if you if you make an in-house tool, you use the in-house tool. If you are selling people a service that you know you're trying to provide in a good way. You don't avoid using it just because it's a pain in the ass because that's your job. You're trying your to make product it not be a pain good. in the ass. Yeah. Well, and I saw a really interesting thread on Twitter, which may be why I should actually make this post, except I can't because I made a post about Klimt like an hour ago. Um, but maybe tomorrow. Uh, you technically might be able to. I don't oh, know. No, technically, I totally can. I'm just, come on, Josh, oh, okay. fig leaf, fig okay. leaf here. Uh, the rules apply to me. Uh because I saw a really interesting uh, Twitter thread by a woman who's a tech engineer, woman of color, talking about like how dog fooding is a good idea, but this isn't exactly dog fooding, you know, because making the people who build the car drive the car isn't quite, it's more like that, you know, does everybody who works for Toyota have to drive a Toyota? Like, eh, maybe, but like, yeah, maybe not. But everybody yeah. who works at Microsoft really should have to use their ridiculous email program to understand some of its ridiculousnesses. Yeah. Or, or, or to put it in another uh, very resonant context, maybe the people like making policy decisions at Twitter should be active Twitter users so they have any idea what's going on on Twitter, which feels like a decade-long uh, failure of <laughs> basic awareness. Uh, hey, did the Marjorie Taylor Greene getting kicked off of Twitter make – Metafilter? Like, I'm just, I have, I'm, I have I'm no aware idea. that I'm like, just... I mean, that's delightful and fuck her, but uh, also I... It's delightful <laughs> I and not, fuck like, her. What is there to say? Like, yay, good. Twitter banned someone that they should have. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> was like, hey, it took you a while to get your Jewish space lasers going, but uh, they do appear to actually finally work. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that one's going to be impenetrable for anybody who hasn't followed that. 
<laughs> well, and I saw that on Facebook posted by a Metafilter user. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Jewish space lasers was like a dumb shit thing that Marjorie Taylor Greene said a long time ago. Yep. Uh, but you know, good on you for not having every stupid thing that happens on the internet have to make the front page of Metafilter. That yeah. seems like progress. I think, you know, the things that will actually be interesting to talk about, but it uh, doesn't need to be fucking everything. Right. Um, like this cr- absolutely off the chain thread about... Oh, <laughs> I was going to mention this one too. <laughs> <laughs> about this this Michelin-starred restaurant called Bros or Bros? I assume it was Bros, but I don't know. Bros that basically seems awful and like kind of an art experience a lot more than an actual restaurant and it got reviewed by Geraldine uh, Deroutier and uh, yes it's like kind of a real restaurant kind of a performance art thing and then you know if I I was not in the Metafilter thread for this but I followed uh, uh, Geraldine on Twitter or, uh, you know, I saw when she posted on Twitter because so many people uh, uh, amplified her posts that, like, then she actually, like, had a back and forth with the people who ran the restaurant, like, to be like, yeah, what the fuck was that? Like, 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 and they were, you know, they basically kind of doubled down on, like, how ridiculous and strange and stupid it was. And, uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thread looks a little bit like it was a bit of a wild ride. The the thread the, the thread itself was a lot, you know. I <laughs> This is this is a thread that like I knew about before I knew it actually existed. I just like knew it was going to happen and I was preemptively tired kind of. Um that's just like sometimes there's a perfect storm on the internet. And I saw this I saw the review and stuff about it going around on Twitter. I was like, oh, this is going to turn into a Metafilter thread. And then I was like, oh, it's going to be a Metafilter thread discussing a scathing review of high concept cuisine and like every like arrow flying in from every direction. High concept, this, like, expensive, yeah. pretentious. Yeah. Like, and not you know, and, good food, ultimately, yeah. too. And so like there's, 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 there's the room for enjoying the dunking. There's a ro- room for being skeptical about the dunking. There's room for like the uh, verification of people's belief that like high concept, super expensive performance already restaurants are stupid. There's people who are super into cuisine and are more interested in willing to cut some slack to strange high concept stuff. And like all that stuff, put it in a pot and like mix it really vigorously in fucking December of 2021, when we've all basically completely lost our minds already, and the year is looming, uh, and yeah, it was it was kind of like the thread I imagined it would be, which was like a big, like a lot of interesting discussion, a lot of fun discussion, uh, some funny stuff, some thoughtful stuff, and also some like really fucking annoying fighting of exactly the sort you can imagine happening on the internet uh, with that big storm of things. Yeah, um, and the author herself seems like maybe she's slightly irritating, also, but like. Whatever. It doesn't mean that meal wasn't what it yeah. was, kind of. But there was definitely speculation about that, and yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, my gosh. It but was it was quite kind of thing. a fun, long thread that wasn't about politics or COVID. And, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it, it was a ride. And, like, sometimes it's nice to go on a ride, even if the ride is, like, bumpy, if that metaphor works. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Enjoyed it. <laughs> Well, I had, like, that was one of the two uh, kind of big, oh boy, we're going to have this discussion 
uh, threads. And the other one that jumps out to mind to me is the "Are you a good person?" thread about uh, returning shopping carts. Oh fuck! Um, that was last month. That was last month. That was I like, felt yeah. like that was some classic Metafilter fight thread. <laughs> nope, oh, that was like God. middle of December. Like that same sort of here we are as the year approaches its end and we all are just going to do some live wire takes on this shit. Um, mm. And a similarly like fun, this one I think was m- less of a mess. It was just like anytime people start getting into like sort of moral absolutes and like literalizing a theoretical like framing, you're going to get a little bit of like, Oh, so I'm a bad person because you said X and then the reflexive, Oh no, see, because you said Y. So cl- clearly I, I'm worse than right. Hitler. And people hold on um, to that stuff. You know, they really yeah, feel which is a bummer. Yeah. I don't um, feel strongly about cart return. Well, and it's interesting, like, you know, in, in among the predictable, like, sharpest hottest takes and people reacting poorly to each other there was a lot of like good nuance on like both like the philosophical take in the first place like you know what is the nature of goodness and you know if you return a shopping cart only because you'll be perceived as bad if you don't does that make you good and you know (laughs) like people digging into like like a little bit of like cheaty from the good place like action that was interesting yeah 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 see people do but also like people talking about things like you know uh, disability and accessibility and like the the idea of like canonically saying if you don't return your shopping cart you're not a good person like ignores all the context in which returning a shopping cart could actually be a greater burden for the person involved than it is for the the next person, person who's who, employed by the supermarket yeah. to do that job yeah um so yeah I don't know it was it was again it was like it was it was less bumpy but it was it was it was a ride it was it was a nice long discussion that covered a whole lot of different things and and I appreciate that like it was it was I enjoyed following it yeah yeah and it's and it's nice when people I feel like can understand enough of the nuances of this to be like maybe it's not about you but also and and this is this is kind of one of my kind of cones for this year like maybe you just let people have bad opinions yeah which hasn't been in the past. I mean, like, I'm not always going to fight with somebody who has bad opinions because I just don't like to fight. Um, except with you, Josh. I will fight with you about your bad opinions. Uh, but only today. Not <laughs> in general. Yes, yes, I leave your yes. bad opinions alone the rest of the time. Uh, yeah. Mine too, I hope. Um, but, like, you know, sometimes... Oh, I, some... I, I, I simmer with rage about your bad opinions. Sure. Every day I would. of your life. I would. So smug, me. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. I'm a librarian. I know. Um. <laughs> totally. That's exactly what I sound like, as everybody knows. It is. That's but my like, very good impression of you. But I definitely have friends who are, you know, different from me. And I mentioned this in the sort of New Year's thread of MetaTalk, who are different from me, and I am different from them. And sometimes maybe we don't even need to reach consensus on our version of reality as long as it's not hurting anybody, right? Yeah. Like, I'll argue with people about vaccinations, and I'll argue with people about trans rights, and I'll argue with people about... Um, you know, masks and what we need to do in COVID and how we need to sort of be wary about, uh, uh, you know, this administration and worry about the next one. But I'm maybe not going to care about, you know, if people don't like the food that I eat, you know, or or if they want to 
be weird about my take on something because that'll happen sometimes I'll just be like blah 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 I sort of think this about that kind of you know I'm just having a conversation and they'll come back with oh and I'm just like (laughs) and in the past I was like all right let's get into it and now I'm a little bit more like yeah just how I feel about that so hmm and even if I am kind of on somebody about like, no, Dave Chappelle, really, I am, I don't think it's cool what he did and I don't think Netflix should have let him. I I also don't have to turn that into a scrap. I can just be like, this is definitely what I think and I'm not going to be dissuaded from this perspective. So it's okay that we don't talk about it. Yeah. And it's hard because I really do think people should share my opinion. Um, but also realistically speaking, um, what do I do if they don't? You know what I mean? Yeah. It definitely makes social media easier. Uh, <laughs> and that's always been my thing in general on social media. And one of the things uh, that I saw, which has nothing to do with MetaFilter, um, was just uh, whether or not librarian Twitter is going to continue to be the force for uh, refuting bad takes about librarianship in 2022 as it is in as it was uh, this past year. Uh, somebody made a tweet that was like, Happy New Year, let's have library Twitter keep being a menace in 2022. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, all in. Because library Twitter has a tendency, not always, um, but has a tendency to agree on things. They just refute other people's bad takes about libraries. You know, they're not, what's the yeah. word? Intern-scene? Intern-scene? Yeah, internecine conflict, I think. Yeah, we don't have a lot of whatever those are in that word that I can't pronounce. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I've ever said it out loud. No, I know I haven't enough, so I'm not totally confident about the letters in that word. Uh, I'm looking at the pronunciation guide. uh, Oh, please. On the uh, internecine or internecine. Hmm. Well, if you're one of our 11 listeners, you can uh, like and subscribe, leave your opinion in the comments. I, where's the word come from? You know, here, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing about, like, internecine is, like, it always makes me think of, like, Internet the Nicene Creed uh, from, like, the Catholic portion of my <laughs> upbringing. Um, but I'm, I'm, I imagine it has nothing to do with the Nicene Creed. But I don't know what the Nessene is that the inter is happening to. Um, oh, good point. A, you know. Well, and that's why I didn't know. I was like, is it intern, like internal? Because that's the way it's always felt to me, that it's all about internal squabbling. Uh, Internecine comes from the Latin internecinus, fought to the death or destructive, which traces to the verb necessary uh, to kill and the prefix (gasps) inter, between or mutual. So mutual killing, I guess. Mutually assured destruction. That's fascinating. I guess necessary might... I wonder if that has anything to do with like necro, as in death. If there's, some I, I bet it exactly does. Yeah. Well, who knows? It's it's really easy to just bet that that does, and that turns into a folk etymology with no actual basis. So I'm always extremely skeptical. Like, oh, you know what? I bet because like it turns out half the time. No, actually, that's not the case at all. Oops. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I have a question for our, our linguists out there. If anyone wants to dig in on the the Latin roots of uh, internecine and any of the details proceeding from there, let us know. Get in them comments. Get in them comments. Um, what am I doing here? Oh. Uh, you're probably talking about posts. Yeah, I made one. <laughs> um, 
Not the one that I just made, uh, because I don't know if that one's any good yet. I just made it. But, but I really it. liked this one, which was basically, so the Christmas bird count, as you know, happens, and I wander around outside looking at birds, and it went pretty well not, this year. I do not. Well, I, maybe I know it in some part of it, but I don't remember the details. Oh, good. I feel I like I mention this. it every year, and we've you been probably doing this do, podcast and I probably forget since it how every long? Fucking <laughs> a while. Uh. Um So it's a thing that um, Audubon Society does, and it's been doing it for over 100 years. And the idea is to get an idea of what birds live in your area over winter, you know. Uh, And it's an American thing. So it's, you know, even though I know it doesn't feel like winter everywhere in America, it's an American thing. So you just wander around and you count the birds that you see, and then you... uh, give your counts to a central coordinator who gives them to an even more central coordinator. And then Audubon Society is able to sort of make kind of a bird census. And it happens everywhere the same weekend, more or less. Um, And, you know, you coordinate locally. So you're like, I'm going to go in this place in town. Okay, I'm going to go in this other place. And some people just stay home and do feeder watching, um, which is great because it means lots of different people can uh, participate and you really get a sense of what birds live in your area. And so I did that this year, like I always do. And it was a pretty good year this year, like it snowed, um, but not till later in the day. And so there were a lot of birds because they know you know, who are all out being like, I got to eat before the snow hits. And so that happened on the 18th. But then um, there was this fascinating report that I originally saw on Twitter, which was like a person who kind of just woke up early in Maine and like serious birders, like really try and do it up. You know, they get up really early and stay out really late. They listen for owls, all this shit I don't do. And uh, there was this birder, you know, got up in Maine looking at birds and then they got like a tweet from like the rare bird alert or however that shit works that there was a stellar sea eagle which is this it's a it's a eurasian giant eagle bigger than a bald eagle and they're fairly rare there's about four thousand of them in the world and there's one of them that's lost and it's been (laughs) fucking around in north america for like the last several months and it was in massachusetts and so this nice. guy's in Maine and is like, oh, my God, you know, like BRB going to Massachusetts. And actually they found it. Um, so it got to be one of their like Christmas bird count birds. Nice. And it was in Massachusetts. And so it was just fun, right? If you're interested in birds, it makes yeah. an interesting thread. And the bird is fantastic looking. And um, now it appears to be uh, back up in Maine. And what everybody's hoping is that we'll, it will eventually get back to, you know, Russia or, you know, the loose Russian area where it's from, uh, which is where the other ones are. So, yeah, very well, interesting. Excellent. And they're that's amazing delightful. birds. And uh, Y2Carl kind of went after it, me a little bit for <laughs> M- calling Muppet it ass. a Muppet-ass bird, which I thought was completely appropriate. I think that, that was a completely completely reasonable use of uh And then the, he was uh, like, I was only ass. teasing, which is about my least favorite thing in the world. But... <laughs> Not because of Y2Carl, who is fine, but like... But just as a general phenomenon. Well, uh, if you're somebody yeah. who has kind of like resting mope face like I do, people love to kind of do like waka waka things to try and cheer you up, and uh, I don't want it. I'm as cheery it's, as I want to be most of the time. It, 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 I'm trying to do something with waka waka and muppet ass, and I'm just... No, I got mm. nothing. Mm. Just trying to pull it together, but mm. no. That's okay. But that's delightful. That's That's... Yeah, so it was a fun post. 
And I just literally updated it last night because I was looking to be like, where is that bird? Because if it's a bird that's that big and that obviously not your local bird. Yeah, <laughs> you like, think it would be findable. Yeah, and lots of people find it, not just like esoteric birders who are like, oh, this is the blarbity blar warbler, not the blah, 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 blah warbler. It's not like that. So, yeah. This, cool. this reminds me of uh, a thing I mentioned months ago maybe last year uh well not well i mean definitely last year you need any more coffee Josh? I'm drinking. I'm drinking some weak tea. We'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, I mentioned some uh, many episodes ago. Uh, some fight who had had a bird show up in their backyard, and birders got very excited because it was not an expected bird to find. Um, and I said I would figure out who it was, and then I forgot for a while, and then I remembered, and I have forgotten again. So here's your update. I'll still try and follow up on a future episode. Great. Um, but uh, there you go. Uh, I made a post as well, um, which I liked the thing I posted about, and I also liked the whole website of the person uh, who I posted about, so I'm just going to mention it, because, hey, uh, the thing I posted about was this article by uh, Oh, Fabian for God's sakes, it's another one of those, lists. I know what all these words are, but... Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't actually know anything about like the core system, the CPS one. Like, I don't I, even it's know a, what a it's CPS an arcade machine. Is. Okay, it's a Capcom. Like, it used to be back in the day. Uh, instead of <laughs> in, instead of having you know game consoles, there was just arcade games, right? You know, I mean, eventually there. Was I remember that, that was my life. But, uh, yeah, my so life. The, the deal with arcade games is like it didn't totally make sense for a company that was making a lot of arcade games to like make everything from scratch every time. You don't want to like literally build every single cabinet from scratch as its own one-off thing. And yet. Um, and so, so what you do is you develop, you know, something that's kind of like the equivalent of like a game console, except for instead of being like an Xbox that you play games on, it is like some kind of motherboard that is driving a series of games. And so like Capcom had the CPS one, um, for a while in late eighties, early nineties. I don't, I don't know enough about arcade stuff to be sure on the specifics, but basically yeah, this yeah. was kind of the machine they were developing games on. They, they street fighter, uh, street fighter who was like huge for Capcom, um, you know, final fight, other stuff. And this was basically a machine that could move a lot of sprites around, which was cool compared to older stuff. Like, you know, think of Pac-Man, is, you've got like what? a sprite is, um, just a little 2d square of graphics. So like a 16 by 16 chunk of graphics uh, on the screen somewhere oh, I get uh, it. might okay. be rendered by a sprite. And I'm looking um, at this uh, article while you're talking yeah. about it, but I wasn't sure what that meant. Okay. So the CPS-1 could like move a lot of these around. Compared to like Pac-Man, you imagine you had like Pac-Man and four ghosts. And then, like the pellets and the background there were not things that would move around in the game. Just Pac Man, right? And they Ghost, were either on like, or off. Yeah, that's that, that's how much like the game could handle to be like really dynamic. Like it could update those like five sprites, you know, thirty frames a second, and it could do the whole screen. Something like Street Fighter, you have these like great big characters that were made out of like you know a couple hundred sprites were moving around on the screen, which was an and amazing they do a step lot. forward. A yeah. lot of them move, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and so that was like one of the things this machine could do, and it made fighting games so much more like big and exciting because of all this dynamic character graphic stuff. But you still had like really limited, relatively speaking, memory uh, to store these graphics in, so you couldn't just like do a hundred frames of animation for every move that every character does. You had to like be pretty terse about reducing it to just a few animations per move per character. 
Um, and the bigger the character, the fewer frames you could probably give it because each frame takes up more space. So like Blanc is this big, hairy beast man, um, takes up a lot more space than like Chun-Li, who was like a, uh, slender Chinese, uh, fighter lady. Um, anyway, so, so, so this post, um, the context, like that's the context for this post in which, uh, they put together various sprite sheets and talked about like how you could forensically tell when they hadn't yet built a tool that like, stored these things economically in memory because like the actual layouts of the characters were like it looked like characters rather than like each bit of the character just packed concisely into a a rectangle um, which might be more efficient but it's hard to do and so they were like literally drawing stuff on graph paper and then converting that into the graphics uh, stored in the memory of these arcade machines Um, and there's this moment where you can tell that they did start using a utility that would like slice stuff up and pack it efficiently because all of a sudden you didn't see pictures of the fighters like in sheets of memory you just like saw a bunch of fucking noise that got assembled like in real time in the game to make sensible looking graphics i don't know it's it's a whole weird like this is stuff that no one has to worry about anymore because there's so much more resources available for for games like, the memory is a million times cheaper and well know, and they talk short. about how they they change kind of one character into another by just twiddling with the palette and moving yeah. like smaller chunks of you know bodies around than yeah drawing yeah like, a like, like person Ryu's like sort of the main character of Street Fighter, and then Ken is basically Ryu with a different colored gi and different hair. Um, so they really just need to replace the head, which is you know a yeah. And they show how it time. happens, which is yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, and like it's it's not super technical read through, which is nice because like it's it's an accessible read, and also like this uh, Fabian site has a ton of stuff. Like there's this is a three part article. This is like part two of it. Um, but there's a ton of stuff. Like it's it's just a really cool collection of writing about uh, video game graphics and architecture and whatnot. Um, so if you like this, there's a bunch more waiting there. So that's a thing. That's a thing I liked. I liked it so much. Posted it. I love it. I have um, uh, one little post that's just like a little wave, which is a post that Jim made about uh, photography with the Aurora Borealis, Comet Neowise, and the Milky Way in a panorama with a bonus appearance by Steve. <laughs> Good old Steve. Yes, the strong thermal emission velocity enhancement. And uh, it's just a, you know, kind of some neat photography and a little bit of yeah. uh, description about it. But it's the photographer talking about kind of like how I got that shot, which uh, is neat. I liked it. And it was a good post. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a gorgeous shot. And that's it for Metafilter. I think I may have just heard somebody climbing my steps, maybe with my <gasps> new boots. Oh my gosh! Do you want me to vamp while you check your? your no, no, porch? no. Okay. I'll, I'll be fine. They'll just be they'll just be cold. But basically, my boots, my snow boots, kind of fell apart like right after Christmas, like enough so I can technically wear them, but they don't keep the damp out. And so I had to do my least favorite thing, which was shop for new shoes online. And I'm really hoping these are going to be the win because they, of course, don't make the boots that I had anymore, yeah. which just makes everything. The impermanence of shoes, like like not the individual shoes themselves, but like the, the product line. It's like when you find a shoe you like, damn it, I'm a very utility shoe person. And like I find a shoe I like, you know, I should buy like several more pairs is what we did last time. I found a pair of sneakers that were just like a good fit and, and whatnot. Uh, well, but those will run out eventually. And by the time I go back to buy more, they probably won't 
be there anymore. Well, and I think I told you about how, like, my favorite pair of Dansko clogs are, like, this design that they made maybe 10 years ago. They're, like, they're kind of these wool uppers with these um, leaves embroidered on them and they look really cool and they're perfect librarian shoes because they look dress up but they're also really comfortable but the problem is they only made them for this brief amount of time and so even if you're my sister the expert shopper who can like fuss around and find this among people's dead stock the heels kind of just wear out after a certain amount of time like that Uh, that literal material they're made of so even if you don't like wear them the rubber is is old. And so I literally got two pairs of shoes in a row from her as replacements for my shoes that fell apart. And they both fell apart within like weeks of me starting to wear oh, them man. because that they sucks. were all exactly the same age. Right. Yeah. So I've got to like find new favorite clogs, but I'm going to save it until I actually need to ever go anywhere ever again. Not right That's now. That's a kind of so aspect of like material science that like I never thought about as a kid. Like, I think partly because as a kid, you just haven't been long and alive long enough for anything to, about, to <laughs> right. wear out. Nothing wears out. Uh, but also just like the nature of like, you know, I feel like my childhood was a series of revelations about like, in retrospect, obvious facts about the universe that, you know, just didn't like, oh, this simple thing is actually complicated. Oh, this thing that's obviously just, you know, just X is actually X, Y, and Z. Well, it's you know, like cars in New England things. versus most other places. You know, the cars oh, yeah. wear out faster here because there's so much salt on the road. And, yeah. you know, if you're kind of smart and are able to, like, wash your car off and, like, garage your car and a whole bunch of other stuff, they'll last, like, a ton longer. But, like, not everybody can do that or has the ability to do that. And yeah. I just thought, like, whoa, what can you do? Cars fall apart. But they don't have to. Yeah. Well, and, and, and car dealers on the West Coast will happily try and sell you, uh, like, salt under treatment that you don't need out here. Cause <laughs> right. Unless you're driving on the beach every day, you're just not going to get that. Because we don't even like it, it, it. We we don't salt the roads because it doesn't snow. And, right. You know, yeah. But um, you don't salt the roads, so when it does snow, oh my <laughs> god. We we got through uh, several days of snow without any real incident over here. Like it was looking like it might be a little bit of a snow apocalypse thing. Yeah. Like the worst thing in Portland. Like whenever it snows in Portland, no one has a, knows how to fucking drive. Um, of course. In it. Or I mean, it's not that no one. It's just that like at. If even ten percent of the people who decide to drive don't know how to drive in it, they're that's a enough. Like, to everybody those, else. they're the ones who. Yeah, that's. It's just everything's fucked. Um, but uh, but yeah, every once in a while we'll get like snow, and then it'll freeze, and then it'll warm up, and then it'll freeze, and we'll get the ice thing, and that's when the city's just like absolutely fucked, and that's when we don't have enough resources to like plow and ice and etc. Anything more than like the main, main, the mainest main of streets. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it like, it, it doesn't, it never fucking snow here. Like it, it snows, it snows measurably meaningfully like once every three years or so. Right. Like, and so we just don't have the infrastructure. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, yes, I think that's things it for Metafilter for me. Let's move on to ask Metafilter. Great. I read lots of, <laughs> Sorry, Seamless. Hugh Jessamine. Uh, I liked this uh, question by Roaring Beast, which was just from yesterday at 11.11 on 122022. There's so many good numbers this year. Um, just talking about mental breaks at work. So it's a person, uh, they don't smoke, they don't drink coffee, they're an introvert, so they don't want to like chit-chat with people. That's not a break for them. They don't uh, drink. Don't, they don't smoke. What do they do? Yeah, don't want to. Don't want to like get sucked into social media. What's a way to 
like take a break from the work that you're doing and uh it's nice there's a whole bunch of different you know like go walk around uh go get some water in your water bottle have your fitbit nag you to like get a little uh thing here's a like a wooden puzzle that you can use do a little bit of running up and down the stairs uh make a rainbow and like go take some pictures and make a rainbow like there's a lot of really good suggestions because you know i'm one of those people like i work at home and i don't want to be sitting all the time if I can help it. And I do exercise every day. So it's not like I need exercise, but what I need to do is not be in my chair. And yeah, and it's tricky, right? It, like, you know, I have a lot of like little like five or 10 minute tidy projects that I can do around here, which helps or like plants that you can always fuss with. Um, but, you know, when you view the goal as just like getting away from the screen, getting out of the chair, <laughs> because, you know, it's easy to pivot and fuck around somewhere else on the Internet. But that's not yeah. that's not what this yeah. is about. And so there actually were some 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 good some good advices that weren't like just take up smoking or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this is essentially how I took up drinking coffee. Like I hadn't really been a coffee drinker until uh, the insurance job I had before Metafilter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where just like getting out of the, I, we worked in a fucking basement. It was like a dire sort of like cubicle and then some sort of corporate depressive environment. Um, so like, just like going, walking two box blocks to the Starbucks, even though like, I was like, eh, it's, I don't really like coffee that much and it's too expensive, but also, you know, this is, I can do this a couple times a day and it like improves my day by giving me an escape. Um, so having done that without like the coffee probably would have been the best uh, call taking, you know, one of these sort of moves instead. But, uh, but yeah, taking that break is good. Yeah. Well, one of the other things about coffee is then you have to like get up and go to the bathroom later. And that's another yeah. five minutes out of the chair. Exactly. I mean, drinking lots of water, I think for a lot of people does kind yeah. of both of those things. Uh, Boss we- makes a dollar, I make a dime. What? Um, Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Oh. Is, is that not? I, I, I assumed that was like super pervasive. I mean, it is. I just, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I yes. mean, no, I, I, I recognize talking. it once you mention it, but I was not yeah. able to do the sentence completion on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple things that rang uh, true to me in a couple ways. Uh, this was another one from uh, January 1st, which was Zuropa. And I most, well, Question. Friend of mine is drowning in stuff. How do I help her so she can move on? You know, explanation about like, you know, person dealing with a lot, parents who have, uh, you know, health issues, uh, has a pet with health issues, um, lives in one place, has an apartment also in another place, like a leftover apartment. That apartment is full of stuff, so they're not able to move on from it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a mess, right? We all like yeah. know somebody who's kind of stuck in this thing. And, yeah, totally. you know, I have advice about that kind of thing. But, you know, they sent up the wrong kind of cheese signal and <laughs> uh, she came in and just – you know, one of the things that's just really so great about Julie is that she has compassion for people who get stuck in this situation and both like yeah. people who are personally stuck, but also the people who want to help but aren't in that same situation. And so sometimes it can be hard for them to figure out what's truly helpful because there were definitely some people in the thread who were like, don't do what my friend did, you know, like, yeah. don't do what my jerk friend did. And um, so, 
you know, she came in with some great advice. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've seen a comment that got more than 100 favorites in Ask Metafilter. Maybe it's because I don't read those popular threads as much. But just lots of good advice from her yeah. and other people about ways to help make that go better for people who are really struggling. And, uh, you know, I know when we were sort of dealing with my mom's house this summer, we contemplated and then discarded professional organizer ideas, mostly just because me and my sister weren't enough on the same page. Like we could be on the same page enough to both show up at the house and do work, but we weren't on the same page as much to like what we would let someone else do, you know? Yeah. Like I was like, could we pay someone to set this house on fire? (laughs) <laughs> and Kate was like, no, I have to, you know, touch everything. And, you know, she's not wrong. I'm not wrong. Well, maybe fire's a little extreme. But, like, you know, both of our ideas weren't wrong, but they didn't reconcile in a way that a third person could help. But uh, it was really nice to get to read this and, you know, just good advice from Julie. And uh, yeah, I think it was helpful. I hope it was helpful. Um, there was this thread... Uh, one of the rare, I actually answered an Ask Metafilter uh, threads even, uh, asked by Coffee Ann saying, you know, what do healthy people do to cope? Oh, like, what is it? What I is saw it? this. I, like, think, yeah, I think yeah. I mentioned this as a, I yeah, think I, I'm I think medium healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a uh, good question. Josh and it's, gets it's something the best that answer. Sort of Jessamine me. does not. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I got there first. <laughs> Trying to ride my coattails with like what Cortex said. No, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do the work, baby. Um, I mean, it, it's an interesting question because there is so like it, there's so much messing messaging about what the idea of like healthy is. Right, like, go meditate like, and do yoga and eat vegetables yeah. and yeah. And I feel like there's like thirty good answers from 30 different people in this thread sort of saying, okay, well, here's how it actually works. And here's why, you know, you're not going to get the answer by like focusing on like some projected concept of healthy. You got to think about like what is actually, you know, working for you and what's going to work for you and, and, and judge things on those terms. Well, um, and a yeah, lot of times I feel like, yeah, healthy is so relative that a lot of it has to do with just like one step more healthy than wherever you are right now. Yeah. You know, if you smoke ha- a pack a day, smoke half a pack a day. That's healthy. You know, like, obviously, it's not healthy in some objective sense, but in a subjective to you sense, go you, you know? Yeah. Make incremental progress on stuff. Like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought that was a good thread. I yeah. I liked, I liked that thread. Oh, I just wanted to, uh, I had been tuning in on this uh, thread because I was hoping it went okay. And, uh. If I only had a penguin actually uh, mentioned. So basically they, she's like, I need a cameo with Santa. Because basically (laughs) they had, uh, you know, COVID symptoms. They had tests booked. They probably wouldn't be able to celebrate with the family. You know, but what I'd like is for Santa to explain that there is, to my kid, that there's still going to be Christmas, but it might be late. And people had uh, a bunch of different different advice about uh, about how to how to do it. Uh, there was click Saint Nick, which is I think what arbitrary <laughs> and capricious uh, offered, and that's what they went with. And basically, uh, you know, uh, 
online arbitrary and capricious Santa saved Christmas. They were able to do Christmas late, but when Santa told the kid that was going to happen, it went okay. And and that's nice that nice. that uh, yeah. that that all worked out. And so that's very sweet, and I'm really happy that uh, that that worked out. Here is a, a short uh, question with uh, no good answer yet, uh, but I, I love it. Uh, 2N2222 asks, you know, what's this weird instrument from this moment in uh, the Get Back Beatles documentary uh, miniseries or movie or whatever? Um, that is just a weird instrument. And like, this is the sort of thing I always click on thinking like, oh, maybe I'll know what it is. Like, I have no idea what the fuck that is. Um, now I'm clicking. But uh, yeah, no, no, no one else does it. That's not a real take is like thing. maybe it's just a one-off thing that someone made. It definitely um, looks like but, a one-off uh, thing that something yeah. somebody made. But I'd be fascinated now to know because that's significantly weirder than I was expecting when I clicked that yeah. link. So if anybody knows about like weird drone instruments, go I will. Check that I out. will tell Jim to take a look at it because he yeah. has random knowledge like this uh, that that might be useful. Uh, I like this also short thread by uh, Average Amateur. Basically watching a nonfiction medical TV show where an emergency medicine doctor saw a patient who had a snapping turtle latched onto his neck. (laughs) Ow. And they had to, like, give a paralytic agent to the turtle. And so Average Amateur's question is, like, how did the emergency doctor know how much paralytic to give to the turtle? Like, how? 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 And, you know, people had a couple... uh, a couple suggestions, including Kill Devil, who's an emergency doctor, who talked about kind of how they, you know, might have done that. And also, maybe it was just lucky that the turtle lived. Maybe the goal was to get the turtle off by any means necessary. Yeah. And it happened to work out okay for everybody. Uh, but, yeah, I was interesting. I, I was interesting. <laughs> I was interested, and uh, I learned something. Why in God's name did I favorite this? <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good mystery. Well, because I don't favorite Ask Metafilter questions. Like, if I favorite them, it's because I want to mention them on the podcast. Sure. And uh, I don't, I'm not 100% sure why I favorited this one. So, just moving on. Misclick. Misclick. Um, it wasn't, I don't misclick. <laughs> what? <laughs> just I, saying, I, I don't. <laughs> I do Is not. this a girls don't fart thing? Like, oh no, I fart all the time. But I mean, misclicking by by Sir. nature, a misclick is a click that happened incorrectly by accident. Like, you no, know, but I'm what sure... I'm saying is there was a logic, and I just don't know what it was. Oh, okay, you're just sure in this case that it's not a misclick because because even though you can't figure out the reason, is you know there must be a well, reason. Well, because it's impossible. <laughs> I'll stop it. Impossible, but it's pretty difficult to like fave a post by accident. Yeah, like, what was I, I trying to do? Delete it? Like, I don't do that anymore. So, There's a finger finger spasm. I don't know. Finger um, spasm. I'm only fifty three. I young people can have finger spasms. Spasms are for everyone. Um, You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> Um, I, I I will be curious to hear if you figure out why you favorited it. Actually. Well, it That's was about more interesting. I mean, I should probably just drop it in here because it's not that yeah, I didn't it like there. it. It's just that I, it, I I wouldn't have thought I would have. Maybe I was saving it, was, it for Jim. It, it was your Tyler Durden who who favorited it, like possibly in a fugue state. 
So basically, it's recommending boring people talking about boring things. This is by Aspo. And basically, they want, I think I was probably bookmarking this because Jim would like it. Um, but basically, just I want a podcast that's on kind of as background noise with somebody just like blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I was listening to people who were reviewing pens and paper, but I'm done with that. It has to be something that's not topical and doesn't make me grumpy. <laughs> and um, so, like, I think what I liked about it was that it's people who have, like, hobbies that they're really kind of into, but that Aspo wouldn't necessarily be into. So, like, portable air conditioners, why you shouldn't like them. <laughs> Antique <laughs> clock restoration, painting restoration videos. See, this is this is all this is actually sounding like stuff. <laughs> Maybe it was for it. you. Maybe it was for you. The British History Podcast, post Atari crash video games. Um, yeah, just you know, Bob yeah. Ross kind of stuff. Guitar repair videos. Um, I mean, I've definitely made posts. Of this sort of general, general genre, general genre, this 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 general sort of post. <laughs> Jay Kaminsky uh, would like to teach it. you about archery. <laughs> Let's see. I've got uh, this had sort of like a nice hey, thanks, thanks for helping people uh, follow up. Uh, this is a question from middle of last month at some point. Oh yeah, from, I saw this one. An anonymous poster basically saying, hey, what's the deal with EMDR therapy? Is it like wooey bullshit or is it useful or is it both? Um, and I've always sort of wondered about that ever since I heard about it, too, because it's like it kind of sounds wooey. But then again, who fucking knows? Brains are weird. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of answers from people sort of talking about degrees of experience with it and whatnot. And yeah. Well, and it's I've like, often had the same question because I had a, a therapist at one point who suggested it for me and, you know, long story short, it wasn't covered by my insurance, so I didn't go down that path. But I've heard things, but I've also heard a lot of people who are like, nah, there's no reason it should work. And then other people who are like, well, the eyeball stuff is just nah, but, you know, there is some usefulness to this part. But then you also get people who are like, well, it didn't do shit for me, which, you know, you would expect. And yep. um yeah, I mean, brains vary. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, a lot of it was like, there's not really like a specific traumatic event in my life. I just had kind of a nah, stressful childhood. And I'm not sure if that's the kind of thing you can do EMDR for, you know? Yeah. But yeah. maybe. So I don't know. I'll think about it. Uh, I'll think about it more if it comes up again. Yeah. Maybe my insurance will change. Uh, I had two uh, related ask me's that I wanted to mention. Uh, Gatanda basically uh, asking what books haven't been visited by the suck fairy. <laughs> so like basically which books aren't like from your childhood, from one's childhood, um, don't become extremely problematic. You know, the way John yeah. Hughes movies are like, essentially they were so important to me as a kid and they are unwatchable now um, because they're so, you know, sexist and like at times racist and rapey and like there's all these problems. But at the time when I was a kid, I really liked it. And so it, there's a weird hole there where I want to yeah. be able to watch that movie again and I cannot. And, you know, Katanda specifically asked about Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy videos, but then also like, so what other stuff from childhood holds up in, in interesting and good ways? 
uh, and there's a lot of really good uh, advice. And then this thread from uh, The Adventure Begins, basically like, I really like stuff, but I can't deal with fan behavior. Like, I enjoy being part of fandom, but what I don't like is specific fan behavior. I don't like slash fiction. I don't like, you know, a lot of NSFW uh, fan art, like, for stuff intended for kids. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, how do people do this? You know, how how do people work on it? Like, I know it's weird, but it just still really bothers me. How do I... How do I deal with this? Yeah. And, um, you know, after a first uh, sounds like a you problem comment that got deleted, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, which I think they mentioned already, you know? <laughs> yes, it's a me problem. <laughs> um, you know, with, with sort of advice on like where to find better fan communities that work, how to mute tags, how to, you know, maybe DeviantArt isn't a place you should be or blah, 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 blah. And, um, and yeah, I just think there's a lot of good advice because it is really tricky, you know? Um, I think the adventure begins, uh, wrapped, wrapped up on December 28th saying like some things that they were going to do, but also answers to questions people asked. And, um, yeah, I, I just thought that was helpful. And, uh, yeah. You know, when you're when you're trying to enjoy what you enjoy without getting the parts you don't enjoy. Yeah, it's like me being yeah. on Twitter and like librarian Twitter, great. A lot of the rest of Twitter, not so great. But like are there are there ways to thread that needle? And and this is what I think uh both that thread and the one uh before it were about. Yeah. And I believe that's all for me about Ask Metafilter. Did you have more? Nope. Great. <laughs> Touch on some quick meta talk things and uh, I guess be done. Yeah, that'd um, be great. I can get out for, I mean, the sun has already set, but I can at least go out for a walk before it's dark out. Yeah. I mean, sun's set because mountain. I mean, the mountain has interfered. Hill. Yeah. But hell, what is yeah. the sunset other than the I sun know, right? going like, down behind the horizon? Right? It's. Yeah, I I continue to, like, struggle with this conceptually a little bit. Like, obviously, the sunset at the ocean, the sun's definitely, definitely set. But, you know, anywhere that you can't actually see the limitless flat horizon, like, you know, the sun's gone when it's gone. Is it a sunset if it's behind a building that if you walked 20 feet past that building, the sun would be shining on you? Oh, see, that's a really good question. I don't see, know what these that's, that's tall like, buildings the, are of which you speak. But, well, yeah, uh, yeah. They, <laughs> they have them in our coastal elite cities. Um, <laughs> well, and I can actually... Which is obviously the absurd take on it. But, like, you know, mountains no, no, like nature's building. I know what you mean. It's really... It's an interesting question. And, like, one of the things I do know is that I can get in my car and drive up the hill and it, the sun will be up again, which is always right. kind of a fun effect. Yeah. Jim and I actually so took a, uh, what was it, like a Christmas Christmas Eve day hike. And, uh, you know, we drove up the hill to where the sun was up. And then we kind of walked down the other side of the hill a little bit to where the sun was not down, but like down-ish. And then we like went on a walk that was a little longer than we were expecting. And so we were in the woods on a trail we'd never been 
on before when it really started to like be sunset and we were like oh, <laughs> shit you know like enough that we had to get out our phones to see if we needed to like go overland to get back out to the road faster yeah. are are we in the first act of a horror movie yeah long story short it worked out but it was like it was not a great way to start our like you know kind of four day weekend together because I was just grumble 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 because I get really nervous when that happens um, and Jim gets kind of the opposite of nervous. Like he enjoys that in a way that I am not down with. And uh, yeah, so I pay a lot more attention to Sunset than I used to. Well, maybe we should title the episode is Sunset a Local Phenomenon and try and draw in debates on it. I think that's that actually, like I'm question. I'm curious about that. Because I don't know, yeah. right? I mean, I definitely I feel know like the sunset. We should have this earlier so we could really chew on it. In my house at, you know, roughly 225, but it, it doesn't yeah. go down in general. And it is kind of still light in the air, in the sky, the air. You know, the, the <laughs> air that's up. <laughs> yes. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the sky's still bright. I just can't see the sun. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Anyway, it's like, it's direct sunlight. All right. Uh, some meta talk things. Uh, this is delightful, and I haven't engaged with it yet. But bees, bees basically propose starting up a web ring, and I think that's a fantastic Dude, idea. Dude, you should and totally engage with that. I should. I should. I just I, I haven't gotten to it. I told, like I said, I think during the the, the pre roll maybe or right at the beginning, like I'm, I've got a real like getting my shit together like soft resolution going on Great. of trying to like get back to some stuff that's just been sliding uh, and like uh, engaging properly with fun random meta talks is one of those things Great. like I appreciate that there but sometimes I'm just appreciating remittances and I should go get 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 up in there yep um, get after it yeah uh, so yes that's a delightful idea and uh, I'm 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 here for it uh, there were a couple um, new newsletters, I think, since uh, we last podcasted. So four and five have come out. Um, Very glad to see the newsletters come back around again. Yeah. Uh, 2021, man. You know, it throws some curves at you. But uh, but yeah. Also, I really enjoyed this uh, thread to the point where like, maybe this will be a thing that I uh, – post now and then in metatalk too of just like hey what's going on uh with video games uh curious new posted sort of like you know what have you been playing in 2021 and yeah i like video games a lot of people like josh yeah i paid money for a steam game yeah what game babble royale the one that backseat pilot oh shit it's very uh, fun. Yeah, no, I, I had been playing it obsessively for like a week or two and like for like eight bucks for the nine bucks maybe for the first year, you get like a special hat and like. Oh, uh, that's know, right. I was uh, like, uh, I thought it was free, but that, yeah, there's the it is in-app. Free. Yeah, but you can just chip in and, and, and really they, they made a good game. It's a little harder now that like more people are more competitively playing it, <laughs> but I was still like happy to chip in and like I showed it to Jim who was like, nope. I was like, all right. <laughs> I played a little bit, and uh, uh, I'm not very good at it. Sure, it's interesting. I feel like I'll I'm be honest. Definitely bringing... I'm not very good at it, and I should dominate at that game. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's interesting. Like I'm good at some of the battle royale concepts because I've played a lot of battle royale games, and like so, the choosing a landing spot stuff. Like I feel strong about that. I feel like I was starting to pick up. Whereas some I was like, "What the like fuck even is happening? I'm." Yeah. <laughs> Falling from the sky? What? And somebody's yep. like, you use the keys on the keyboard. Oh, like I was just falling into yeah. the middle every time. I didn't know you could change that. 
I did do that. I think my first two rounds, like the first round, I was like, "Huh, I got a middle placement." Okay. The second round, I was like, "I got a oh, okay." Because like in a lot of traditional battle royale games, which is a weird thing to say about a genre that's like six years old, maybe sure. Uh, but like you jump out of a plane and then you can sort of parachute and like is skydive that, is and that concept of the hot zone like that this game has. The same is that a thing you recognize? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah, I well, I'd never seen it before of... and it was scary and crazy. But okay. Yeah, no, it's like uh, it, hot dropping is uh, the term that I'm used to for like when you decide to go in somewhere where there's going to be a fight immediately versus like going you know no no no. But I safer. mean like the way the outside perimeter gets unsafe. Oh, yes, and yes, moves yes. you and makes um, everybody into the pushed into the yes. middle where they're close to each yes. other. Yes, the 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 circle. Like shrinking, yeah. basically. Um, although you know, it, it's rectangles in in this, and you know, some games do it slightly differently. But yeah, like that that whole concept, like you, it starts big and then it like gets smaller and smaller, and you don't know exactly where it's going to go, and so you have to sort of plan against the probabilities. And it's really interesting with the Scrabble thing because, like, yeah, it's like in, in, I guess in a normal one, you just happened like, last. I don't know why I didn't include this. Oh, you just posted it. All right. Yeah, I just tossed it in there. Yeah, yeah. Backseat um, pilot. Thank you and. No, thank you. <laughs> One thing I really appreciate is because I've been playing, uh, I've mentioned it in passing a couple times, Escape from Tarkov, which is like a battle royale-ish. It's a little bit weird, but like it's a gun shooty, scavenging, collecting stuff and trying to get out alive game. Um, but it's like, it does not have enough infrastructure to keep up with the number of players it has. And so you can wait like five, 10 minutes to get into a round and then like, if you don't die immediately, that's great. And then you takes a couple minutes to get out and then do some fiddling and then queue up for another round. Oh, I see. That's not, minutes. that's it's less a, fun because then you kind of cool off it is. in between it, rounds. Yeah. It's, it, 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 especially if you do have a round where you then get killed five seconds. <laughs> it's like, right. Repeat. So I was, I was absolutely giddy playing around with Babel Royale just because like I would lose and then I could like jump right back in, get into another game. I was like, Oh, I forgot this sort of thing could happen. Video games can actually let you play as much as you want instead of like as much well, as you want, so as long as it's only four times game, an hour. I don't know if it's still in beta but it like nobody knew what the rules were you know like yeah. <laughs> people were just in the forums trying to figure out what the rules were uh and yeah it was it was funny but super fun and uh i paid some money for it which is something i don't think i've literally ever done before so like paid money for a i don't think so like i've paid yeah. money for like a physical game before but i've never sure. paid money for a digital game and it just woo well, that's an exciting, uh, exciting little checkpoint. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 early access is the yeah. the, the turn of phrase at this point, to the point where Steam ex- officially supports that as uh, like a label on everything. So, um, anyway, yes. Well, I'm so delighted that you got to have a a new video game related experience. Well, and it's hilarious because when you get killed, so in short, it's like speed scrabble on a board against. 13 other people and yeah it's like speed scrabble slapjack and if you touch somebody else's word if you make a word that connects your last word with their words you kill them and so one of the funny aspects of the game is that whatever the word was that killed you it says you get blod <laughs> by that person and you get dorked yeah get- so i actually farted someone to death <laughs> i couldn't have planned it but it was like, you got farted by Jessamine because, of course, my username is Jessamine because I have no imagination. And, uh, yeah, that was probably the crowning achievement that I will never top, no matter how good I get at that game. Did you get a screenshot of that? I didn't. 
Oh man. Well, because Steam's complicated, right? Like, what is it I, exactly? I how it, is it? What? If if you if you're ever playing a Steam game and you you want a screenshot, just hit F12. That's the default screenshot, and it on saves a Mac library for you. Yep. Oh, great. Okay. As far as I know. Great. Good to uh, know. Well, yes. good. We had uh, been intending to dork out about that, and then I totally yeah. forgot about it, and I'm glad we I remembered have, it. And here we are. Well, all right. I think we've done a very good job, and we're at an hour and a half, so yeah. uh, we should stop doing a very good job. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Happy New Year again. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to everybody. you. Great talking to you. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to go get a little bit of exercise, and then uh, go inside and not do a damn thing. Sounds fucking excellent. Yes. All right. Talk to you next month. Sounds great. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.